Welcome to Churchpreneur's Podcast. My name is Richard Moore. I'm your host and informant for everything church, theology, and faith-related. Churchpreneur's vision is to accelerate the church in mission, vision, and effectiveness in fulfilling the Great Commission in our communities. Churchpreneur's hopes to embolden people to fulfill the Great Commission beyond their own borders into the rest of the world within this generation. In this podcast, I'll talk about everything that's moving me in relation to church and theology, hopefully to empower you in ministry, church, Bible study, theological understanding, and even hopefully your personal growth in Christ. Today I want to talk about why nicknames are important for the church. You're probably asking, what in the world do nicknames have at all to do with church and church life? I'm glad you asked. Let me tell you. I was uh, that guy growing up, um, that guy that unfortunately made fun of people. Yes, I was a bully. I admit it. uh, To my everlasting shame, I was a bully and made fun of people without regard for who, as long as it wasn't me. I, I just didn't want to be made fun of myself. I was merciless, uh, with no discrimination as to who it was. As long as it was not me being laughed at, I was okay with that. Sadly, that's probably the most cases for most bullies, um, and it probably had a lot to do with me being harassed and ruthlessly being picked on as a middle schooler. Uh, what is it with middle school anyways that brings out the worst in kids? Man, uh, it was a hard time for me. It certainly was a horrific experience for me. And for many other middle schoolers, I suspect, um, as uh, my experience in youth ministry shows, the middle school is a tough, tough time. So when I got into high school, I decided that I was going to be the one doing the bullying and not being bullied anymore. I was through with it. I was tired of it. And with incredible remorse, uh, I look back on it now. And I know I hurt many people in the process, all the while claiming to be a sold-out Christian And I'm terribly ashamed of that part of my life. And um, thankfully, God's grace covers that too and forgives those sins. And I've repented from them and have uh, turned uh, to something else. Uh, So part of my bullying and my story in this included uh, name-calling. I was good at making up embarrassing, silly, and rude names for people. After confessing and repenting from these terrible sorts of bullying practices, I realized that God was not quite done with that part of my life and wanted to use that and turn it for His glory in my future ministry. Early on in uh, my Bible college time, I was uh, in a ministry, and I made up my mind at that time that I would never again degrade someone with name-calling or mocking nicknames but rather I'd use this ability to empower others and build them up by finding positive, empowering nicknames that will build teenagers in my ministries up as people and give them an identity in the community of Christ. The Lord began to use this ability in my life, and I gladly decided to never denigrate or make fun of people ever again, but rather build people up with the ability to find nicknames for them. I started to use silliness and fun to create community. In nicknames, I found an empowering aspect for people, personalities, and the greater community of Christ. I started to do this with consistency in youth ministry in the past 10 to 12 years. At first, it was sort of an accident. 
Um, I just have fun with people and find nicknames for them, and, they, and I noticed that they loved it. And then at a, uh, about the last 10 or 12 years, um, maybe beginning with my time as a youth pastor in California, did I start to do this on purpose. This is, uh, for me, a specific application to youth ministry, but I believe the broader body of Christ can also apply this. I'll give a few examples uh, of the, the times we had, uh, in, in California at least. Uh, we had a guy named Ryan, and uh, we called him Rhino. Uh, Peter, we called him Uncle Pedro. And Rebecca, uh, we called Sassy Pants. Um, by the way, she did love that nickname because she was quite sassy, and we wanted to bring that out in her and to show her that that wasn't wrong or bad. And that was just to name a few of those folks who we had nicknames for in that time. Uh, this was a mixture of kind of on-the-spot nicknaming people according to their personalities and uh, also to the fun stuff that they love to do and the fun stuff we did together. In the Bible, there are many examples of people with nicknames. There was none more effective and interesting at this than the example of Jesus himself. Uh, Jesus named his closest three friends, Peter, James, and John, the sons of thunder, or Boanerges in Greek. Uh, He named Peter himself Petra, or rock. Thomas he called the twin. And Jesus also uh, seems to use nicknames for some specific purposes. He used godly, empowering nicknames in in a few specific ways. First, I see Jesus uh, and the rest of the Bible give nicknames or new names to call people. Uh, He gave nicknames to call them out of the world and into his work. For example, when Jesus says to his disciples that they're no longer to be fishermen, but in a turn of a phrase, let's say, they'll now be fishers of men. That's a calling that Jesus placed on these men's lives. When Jesus called Peter rock, he said, on this rock, I'll build my church. So this is a calling that Jesus placed on Peter's life. We see also that the early church took on uh, a value of giving new names. One of the best examples uh, I love is is Barnabas. Um, He was named the son of encouragement. The church nicknamed Barnabas because God had given him the calling as a great encouragement to everyone who he was around. This is how Jesus employed nicknaming people, to call them to a higher calling. And so we see that in the example of of Barnabas. He was the son of encouragement. I even had a professor uh, in my my doctoral studies who who called him the apostle of encouragement. And I think that probably um, passes for, for Barnabas. The second thing I see is that the Bible and Jesus used nicknames or new names to give people a new identity in Christ. Jesus called men to a new life and new identity in him and his power. This is most evident in the life of Saul of Tarsus. We know him as Paul. He was a hateful man who tried to do everything he could to persecute the church of Jesus. Jesus met him on the road to Damascus and intervened and saved him. Jesus literally gave him a new identity. With that new identity, Jesus gave him a new name. He was no longer called Saul, but Paul. In this case, a nickname would not suffice. What was needed was to be 
uh, was not to be accentuated in a personality trait like his hatefulness to the church, but rather a new name which brought him into a new identity. And who was there in the end to bring Paul into a communion and acceptance into the community of Christ? You guessed it, Barnabas, the son of encouragement. One of these men had found a new name and a new identity, and one had found his identity as the son of encouragement in the community of Christ. And this process, Paul being brought into the new community by Barnabas, was a very, very important aspect of Paul's acceptance into the community of Christ. Names are important, and we ought to use what God has given to call people into a new identity in Christ. Thirdly, the Bible and Jesus use nicknames and new names to give people a new work and goal. Jesus gave three men, Peter, James, and John, a new challenge and possibility to turn the world upside down and to bring their thunderous gifts, so to speak, to bear in his church to this work of the gospel, this new work he was given them. This term, sons of thunder, or Boanerges in the Greek, um, which Jesus gives to uh, James and John, the uh, two sons of Zebedee, uh, doesn't explain why he gives them this name, uh, but the author Mark explains that Boanerges means partakers or sons, for figuratively partakers. The word is only used once in the New Testament, but it's the regular Greek word for thunder. That's why it's translated that way or the state of one struck with thunder, uh, so or astonishment. Scholars have proposed a few other things that this could mean. So it could mean sons of thunder, of course. It could mean busy lowing, I guess like cattle or like oxen, or they act like oxen. I, I, I personally like the one thunder boys, or um, this could be even more of an insult type, but... Uh, bunch of windbags or all bark, no bite, and that type of thing. I can just sort of imagine Jesus uh, creating this, uh, this nickname for these guys. And uh, whether uh, full seriousness is intended or a little bit of uh, levity or a little bit of, at the same time, hey, laughing at these guys, laughing with each other, you guys are like a bunch of oxen. And if it, if if that's the case, or you guys are like a bunch of sons of thunder, you, you're loud and you blow stuff up and bang around like a bunch of crazy guys. That it, whether, whatever the case may be, it doesn't really matter. Either of these nicknames could lead us to believe that Jesus had a great and powerful work planned for these men. Jesus, in, in using these nicknames, was intimating that these three men of power might give their power and full craft to the work of the gospel. History and the scriptures reveal that these men put their whole lives and thunderous oxen windbag power, <laughs> if, they, if they were called windbags, into the ministry of the gospel. Jesus obviously used fun, laughter, and nicknames to empower people in ministry, calling, identity, and new work. This side of Jesus' personality is often overlooked for the more serious aspects of his life and ministry. But he was an emotional man, 
that was wholly engaged with his disciples and people whom he loved very deeply. So deeply that he knew them and used names and nicknames to call them to a new identity in him. Let's take Jesus' example and invite people into the community of Christ, whether we give people nicknames or not, and love them the way Jesus did. I believe this has specific application for youth ministry, but also for the wider church and community, like I've said. Jesus has called us in love, and we can respond to him in love by calling out to him. It seems to me a little weird sometimes to call on the creator of the universe by name, but he has called us by name. He has called and named us as friends. In John 15, verse 15, Jesus said, No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my Father I have made known to you. This is the big brother we have. He's called us friends and given us a new name in him. That name he has given to us who trust in him is friend. He calls you friend. Now that's something to celebrate. In this unfortunate world of bullying and name calling and and, uh, accusation and you name it, In this new world of social media and and everything where bullying takes place now on social platforms and people are being truly, truly ridiculed, let us use our power as Christians in this world for nickname calling instead of bullying. Let us use our power for empowerment, for giving people a, a new call, a new ministry, an identity. Uh, basing that on Jesus calling us now, not servants, but brothers. He calls us friend. And this is a fortunate turn of events, brothers and sisters in Christ. If you're listening, Jesus calls you friend. And if you've given your life to him, he calls you friend. Since he has called us friend, let us use our power to call others to friendship to Jesus Christ as well. And we can do that by giving people value and worth through nicknaming and through a great community that would be inviting and warm and welcoming. Let's do that, brothers and sisters. Um, Do it for the glory of Christ and for the advancement of His church. Hope this thought was encouraging to you today. Thanks for listening to the Churchpreneurs Podcast. You can find out more information on my website, richardpmore.net. I also blog at richardpmore.blogspot.com. You can also find me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at richardpmore23. I'd love to hear from you if you have any ideas for a podcast or any ideas for blogs or any of the other things like that. Please reach out on one of those platforms. God bless you. Until next time, we'll see you later.